Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Northeast Corner. I believe this is going to be episode seven because not all the guests are coming in and coming in order. Uh, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, uh, Finn McNeil. Finn, how are you? Hello, I'm not bad, thank you. How how are you doing through these these kind of these times, man? It's a bit of a weird time that we're going through at the moment on uh, the planet. Yes. Um, well. Uh just basically eating anything I can get my hands on, and uh, <laughs> hear you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, um, just complaining about politics online. Yeah, yeah, well, 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 eating yeah. and politics. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of like the natural human makeup now, really. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, the duality so, of man. <laughs> <laughs> We're evolving. Um, yeah. So, funnily enough, like it's it's kind of came full circle in a way because even though by episode uh, structure, you're not going to be the first guest. You are the first guest that we're actually recording with, Yeah, uh, which was the same for the first podcast <laughs> that we did, which is crazy to think was almost four and a half years ago now. Yeah, and time has flown. <laughs> and let, let's just say more humble beginnings than, yeah. what, than what we were kind of set up with just now. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have mic stands. No. <laughs> one one mic stand was a cardboard box. Yes, mine, and you had to bring your own mic, which I kind of feel is kind of like a bring your own bottle event, right? <laughs> Trying to like get someone to come on your Sorry. podcast, but having we to... all help out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, long long time ago though, but yeah. it was cool that um, a friend of ours had uh, sent a picture our way. Of the, I think it was back in November, and that it was like the there was a like four year anniversary. But you know, it was just cool looking back yeah. at those times. It's, no, it is. It really life, is. Life uh, comes at you a bit quick. Um, anyway, let's let's get right into it. Uh, so you are uh, a very creative person in terms of art. Uh, still filmmaker, maybe former filmmaker. How would you like me to word that? Uh, yeah, still filmmaker. Like I'm very more like animator now, probably. Yeah, but yeah. I still, yeah, yeah. So tell tell me about a bit of your like early life and growing up and that, and then tell me what was the first experience you had of. Uh, creativity in terms of art and filmmaking and so on that made you realize that you wanted to take it up um let's see so uh i don't know if this is relevant or not but uh so i was born in england uh mm -hmm. and my i came up here uh my dad's uh more of the creative one out of my two parents so i basically just saw him uh basically drawing and stuff. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, basically just started it myself. Um, even like animation and stuff, I started pretty early, like just all the stupid like stop motion, uh, blue tack yeah. <laughs> and yeah. stuff like that. And um, no, I just thought it was really cool and it was a good way to pass the time, um, especially when you don't really have much to do. Yeah. Else, yeah. You know, like when you're, it's, you know, it's great up here, but sometimes there's, yeah, there's, can, there's can, not enough can be a bit uh, remote. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that, that's pretty much uh, a summary of like I'd say how I got interested in it in w the first place. Was your dad into animation, or was he more of like a, a still drawer? He's more like traditional, like he will like use like oil paints and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I could never do that because uh, really? <laughs> you have to. There's a lot of studying involved in that, and I'm just yeah lazy. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so how did how did that um that kind of uh, starting off point, if we will evolve into like getting into animation and that because that seems uh even though it's, it's still like a creative sector and that it's mm -hmm. a bit of a, a jump from your first kind of uh experience or or you know seeing uh relating to your dad in terms of yeah 
Um, I think it was just, I don't know exactly what point it was, but I think um, it was, this was actually when like filmmaking came in because I, I watched films and obviously films can move you and stuff and like, yeah, uh, you know, kind of, if you want to say, express a message or something, film's a good way to do it. And I, it's just a medium I enjoyed. Um, and so I tried my hand at like directing and stuff like that and just editing. And I really enjoyed that. Um, but sometimes when you're like low budget, you can't do everything. Yeah, so I, sure. my uh, sort of like um, logic behind that was at least with animation, I can control every little bit of the scene. I, if like I need a really fancy looking background, I can just draw it or yeah. make it instead of having to pay for it to film in it, you know? Mm. So that's kind of my, um, my thing. But yeah, I just wanted to create art that would... Uh, not sound too deep, but like yeah, just move people and stuff yeah. like that. Really, I think it's a, it's a chain reaction, right? Like if you see something that is powerful to you, you then uh, think, you know, I want to continue that on. I think yeah. it's, it's almost like um, not a passing of the baton, but it it, it rubs off on people. And yeah, that's, no, that's what makes uh, a piece of art or, or media or whatever powerful in yeah. itself. Um, so, so was this all like your kind of editing and animation skills? Was that mostly self-taught, or did you uh, did you in, not invest, but did you uh, you know take up classes or? Yeah, uh, no, it was it was mainly just self-taught. Uh, you know the joys of YouTube. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I got my hands on professional software through my own means. Um, <laughs> uh, the allegedly button's been yeah. pushed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I just started practicing on that and um, just, I I think you kind of have to enjoy it to actually do it. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know, yeah. I, like, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. Yeah, you're not going to uh, put in the amount of time required yeah. to get better if you're not enjoying exactly. it. Yeah, uh, totally. So you, what, age, what age did you come up here, mate, from where, where you were originally uh, born in that? Uh, it was like... Age five. Age five, so quite early on. So, like, the whole, um, I don't want to say manifestation, but the whole stem of of getting into, like, creative stuff and that had not already happened. It was more... No, it was definitely here. here. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that happened more. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so what, I, even though I came here at five, uh, this is kind of going off a little bit, but, like, uh, you'll notice I still have a very English accent due to my mom. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so that that stuck with me, and uh, I guess kind of haunted me <laughs> through me, the meeting of some people. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The struggles, man. Yeah. Um, so, so when you came up here, uh, some people will, will probably remember, but maybe someone that are watching, mm. you you formed a filmmaking group. Mm. Uh, would this be early years in uh, high school, or maybe mid years in high school, something like that? Yeah. So. Um, it was actually before high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my friend Innes, we opened like a YouTube channel, uh, just with our names joined together. Uh, Finn and Innes, it was Finnis. Yeah. <laughs> Finnis, <laughs> and then we just made stupid little kind of like videos that just like made us laugh, and then just you know tried to make our friends laugh with mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. Um, and then um, Sean came over from South Africa, and we basically uh friends with him and then we basically just created a whole new uh like kind of trio uh and we called ourselves the three shades yeah yeah you know and that's where it started really and, and uh sean's coming on the podcast uh well he'll actually be on the podcast before you but yeah it, at this moment in time sean has not been on the podcast no. he will be <laughs> just how the episode's arrangement has worked out um uh, 
So, so yeah, so you you, you started filmmaking. I, I remember watching a few videos, and a lot of it uh, seemed, from what I can remember, because it, it was quite a few years ago, yeah. uh, was there was a lot of kind of, I don't want to say like, like martial art kind of tone to it, but there was a lot of like action kind of yeah. film, um, you know, not Enter the Dragon, and, <laughs> but you know, do you know, like there was a lot of uh, that kind of a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say... Uh, Sean definitely, I would say, introduced me that, and, me and Ennis into, into more of the I can, like, I can the see 80. that from like uh, <laughs> his uh, solo film work now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but no, it was a really good like. It was really fun to edit those sort of fight scenes and stuff, and just like it was a really fun sort of genre to work within, like just this kind of like grindhouse eighties, yeah. like. And we hadn't seen a lot of it around, so we thought it was a kind of. It's quite a unique style, especially yeah, for yeah, the exactly. Um, yeah, that was mainly from Sean. I would say that influence. So, uh, it's it's fair to say that you guys were were quite big fans of um, the uh, I would say bodybuilding YouTuber, but probably also philosopher and Elliot House, right? And yeah, he, and he actually seen one of your videos that was a, a tribute to him yes. i believe or something like that and he yeah. actually commented on it How, what was that like for you because that must have been quite a surreal moment like yeah someone with a massive following on the internet had, you know seen uh quite a you know i don't want to say uh, you know local you know what i mean like yeah, yeah I've, i know what you I've, mean, i'm trying yeah. to get the words out and just, like, <laughs> all scrambled in my head um yeah it was um yeah i, I basically he had this competition thing going uh basically just making he was gonna end this section of his uh he made these videos called us uh you elliot where basically people ask him questions and yeah, things like yeah, that yeah. And he would answer them in his uh philosophical ways <laughs> yeah uh, and he was kind of ending that uh sort of part of his channel so he was just like yo dude like just create a tribute to this if you want and i'll pick out the best ones and things like that uh so i uh yeah we edited that together and just basically um uh yeah he, he he saw it and uh i was like yeah it was it was crazy seeing someone so big like especially someone i looked up to as yeah, well like sure. did you, did you all like get on the phone with each other straight away when it happened i, I imagine that <laughs> yeah I, well told, I, I told i told them straight i was like yo <laughs> like jeez <laughs> we're all so pumped <laughs> yeah yeah that dude's quite that dude's a powerful dude man i've watched a lot of his he is. his stuff and even though uh I probably don't agree with like hundred percent everything that he says, but I appreciate the way that he delivers his messages yeah. and stuff like that. I really do. Like, um, like there's a few years ago where he done a video where people were trying to take a uh, like make fun of him or something like that was something that he'd done, right? But yeah, but yeah, in recent years, I'd yeah. say he's changed quite a lot. Um, but yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> get get what him mean. commenting on this podcast. You might actually get him on this podcast to, from yeah. fan to hater. Yeah, <laughs> the three shades versus Elliot House, but. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but I, I, I used to watch a lot of his stuff as well, uh, and it, it was like pretty powerful. Some of the it stuff is, that he would yeah. say, it would definitely make you kind of uh, think outside your own head. If, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, I think because he was quite a pol- like a lot of the comments were quite polarizing. Like a lot of people loved him. A lot of people just thought you know he was talking. Loads yeah, of it was kind of like love hate. And I think thing. I think you can tell that someone's on the right track with uh, powerful messaging when it's that split because yeah. a lot of the time when this happens, it forces self-reflection on yeah. people. And, you know, some people will deal with that and, and actually take it on board and some people will just reject that yeah. and attack 
and you know a, a, whoever said that or a third party and that yeah, exactly. is a defense mechanism yeah man so uh how long did the, the three shades run for because i'm uh, obviously uh, we're gonna get to a a point of where yeah, you went on a well. You and Sean went on a, a bit of a, a world tour, shall we yeah. say? But uh, I think it, it went on a bit uh, after that as well. I mean, one of the last videos I remember watching is uh, it, it's quite surreal. Uh, the last video because it's about leaving school, right? If I remember correctly, the <laughs> yeah. last one I watched anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I always remember like there's like this uh, like kind of glowing atmosphere coming out the is it the community center or yeah. something like that and like, like it's all talking about aspirations and stuff and it's all getting like really hyped up and really like powerful and then it just cuts to like you know the the, the people are uh being like wasters and stuff yeah, like that so yeah. I, uh, there was always reality. a good kind of, there was a, yeah there was a good there was always a good um comedy a uh, comedy sorry element to it as well yeah um I think, yeah, with that, it was definitely one of our last videos anyway, but yeah, with that, it was kind of, I think a lot of people at least went through that or at least thought it, uh, you know, everyone says, oh yeah, I want to do this after school. And then it's just like the actual reality of it, it's a lot harder to do a lot of that stuff. And it wasn't in any way supposed to be like making fun of like people who can't reach their dreams. Cause like, you know, yeah. it was just the reality of the situation sometimes. I think, it, I think it like, it, should, it was a, it was a good kind of representation of people that that talk about their dreams and that and actually don't uh, like people are are great with words right but they're not so great with actions yeah it's the doing but yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I believe actually you had a uh, you submitted a, a film for uh, was, it, was it BBC Avalon competition uh, do you, yeah. remember, you know what I'm talking about here I yeah could be Mark Mark Mark, uh, Mark Commode uh, the like sort of BBC in-house film critic, I guess you could say. Um, he was, yeah, hosting like this competition, basically just a short uh, two-minute, I think, video it was. Uh, and basically it had to, the main restriction on it is that it had to be U-rated. Mm. And <laughs> so we, I have to admit, we did struggle with that a lot yeah, bit, considering our content. Like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we immediately just looked up um, what, what you had to do to be, within a U rating yeah. what can we get away with it, yeah <laughs> and it turns out not much no no not at all. <laughs> turns out not much um and i think we even probably went outside what a U rating was during our uh our actual video because it included mild violence uh this is sounding really bad but yeah <laughs> it's like really mild and like i think that even kind of put it out of the sort of the U rated bracket um but that was still really cool that just knowing that, you know, a, a big sort of film critic and stuff has at least seen it. Um, you just want your work seen more more people, so anything like that is good. But yeah, I think if you should just kind of uh, totally abided by those rules, you probably weren't being true to yourself in terms of the content you were making. That's right? the like, thing. Like we said, it's, it's about the enjoyment as well as yeah. the actual kind of success of it, right? And, uh, you know, if you should done something to satisfy someone else then yeah. it's, it's not really yours right no it's, 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 it becomes it's some, a job then, yeah it, you know? be, it becomes like uh, a project for like you know uh, yeah you know like a show and tell thing you go, yeah you exactly. know, you're getting told what to make so oh. yeah it, fair, fair, did you use uh what place did you come was there like a place system it wasn't was it just, really a, just, uh, it was just basically pick a winner yeah a winner? just one winner yeah but uh um unfortunately they didn't give any like feedback or anything on any of the pieces but um 
Can you talk about what uh, a little bit what that film was about? I think I might have actually seen the yeah. trailer for it, but um, so that was, if I remember correctly, oh, it's actually escaping my mind now. But um, it was about sort of um, how exams are kind of like more uh, geared towards sort of academic thinkers rather than creative thinkers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think the so basically the main character uh, while he's doing his exam, he kind of does it he kind of does his exam visually and it's all in his imagination and basically <laughs> he's having uh, this fight in his head with the examiner um, and then at the end basically it turns out he's been storyboarding all of this that's been going on in his head and the examiner basically throws his uh, his uh, submission in the bin and basically it's, it's just supposed to be sort of you know creativity isn't as rewarded or is maybe as recognised um, in the school system, I it's guess not, it's not as appreciated. By yeah, the, uh, I don't want to say the establishment. That's a, that's a bit sinister. <laughs> but, uh, the man, the, the, like the you know, I know what you mean. The the, the school system, education, yeah. kind of side of thing. It's not as encouraged as much, right? No, it's something that even from <clears throat> me when I when I kind of left school and wanted to kind of get into, uh, you know, I used to do like flip books and, and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, not so much now, but like back back when you know you're 15 and you you, you know you're out of school, you got time on your hands and stuff. Um, and and the when I went to like a an employment, you know, like one of these employment kind of interview things for young people, and that they kind of uh, uh, like slammed that down straight away. They kind of were like you know you know that's there, but let's you know I'm not saying yeah. that you should say to people oh just go for that and don't do anything else but at the same time on the other end of it like totally kind of just saying in fact you shouldn't even do that you know yeah. like you know come up with another another hobby you know uh, it's like especially like um sorry to interrupt you there but that is like the subject art if you take it as well as a lot of people take it for a skive yeah so, you know it's not seen as a serious thing I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's the same with things like PE mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's seen as like the easy subjects um which I guess might be partially true, but like if if something you you know you actually are serious about, you're kind of surrounded by people that are just taking it for a sky, yeah, <laughs> which is quite and annoying. I think but. that's why they put such an emphasis in school on um, maths and English, right? They always yeah. seem to think that those two things are the only things, not the only things that you'll need, but the the main things that yeah, you get a main, job through yeah. or make a career out of, and. Uh, I think it's quite now reminded to think that intelligence can just be, you know, when people say you're intelligent, I don't, I don't really like when people say that. <laughs> it's such a vague. It's, it's a very broad thing, right? Yeah. What, what is intelligence, right? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, we can sit here and speak about films and, and speak about topics and, and all that kind of thing, but someone that can, you know, make a house out of like wood bricks, yeah. cement and all that you know we can't do that so yeah. they're more intelligent than us on, on that front so i don't think intelligence is just one uh you know one part yeah of, you can't uh, compare all intelligence yeah, yeah it's not it's not uh because i think there is like a kind of like a stigma like let's just say if uh someone's not the best reader they would say oh he's not intelligent or someone's not the best speller yeah. or he's not intelligent or they're not intelligent or and i just don't buy that it's like especially from um, we actually used to talk a lot about Alan Watts, the philosopher, yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, listen to a lot of his stuff. That really like opened my mind up. Not not like he was saying anything about that. I believe in the, the things that I was listening to, but the um, the kind of message he had of like opening the mind up and, yeah. and kind of thinking outside the box. Really, yeah. Like really made me uh, 
go outside my own head and what I'd experienced and actually kind of thought about it in a very objective, uh, you know, 360 kind of... Yeah. Uh, you know, thought process. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, man, good. But uh, So 2016 comes along. Uh, well, actually, no, we'll, we'll keep it 2015 because I'd imagine that you and Sean had kind of planned this for a bit before actually embarking on it yeah. in 2016. Um, yeah, uh, just that the last years of school was basically just... Uh, want to try and do something basically before either work or studying yeah because uh, mm-hmm. i guess we felt like we wouldn't be able to do it afterwards yeah exactly um, yeah. or at least until after we'd finished that but um yeah no just basically planning uh which countries to go to it was <laughs> to be honest the, which countries we went to was kind of last minute it was basically we kind of just had a map where we we're like do you want to go there yeah <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that's cool, you yeah, know, yeah. and then just you're, went you're from there. Lucky it wasn't uh, last year that you did it in the, the midst of all this that's going on. You imagine yeah, that? That would have been, yeah, that would have been a nightmare. And that, yeah. that actually happened at the start, right? A lot of people had to get repatriated uh, or whatever it's called, and there's people stuck in hostels halfway around the world. Yeah. And that. yeah crazy, man. <laughs> I can't imagine that, yeah. So, uh, towards the end, years of school, you you. Who who brings the idea up? Is it a mutual kind of thing, or does one of you suggest it to the other? Yeah, it was more of a kind of just a. I think I think one of us suggested it. I think, but but like, we we're kind of just thinking it anyway. Uh, I mean, me and Asan Sean, like, we were all sort of had the same sort of general. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Like life view, I guess. Yeah, like, thought you process. Know, we want to actually mm-hmm. enjoy ourselves and stuff. So, um, but yeah, and then we just basically just started saving up for it and then uh that was that basically uh it was it was actually very uh it was the only thing that so i worked in walker's biscuit biscuit factory at the time and it was was honestly the only thing that kept me going was like the thought of like oh come on you know you go into across the world so yeah (laughs) yeah but so uh, how how long did it take you to save up for something like that? It must have been a, a, a good year and a bit, right? Um, yeah, I think it definitely helped that we still live with our parents because yeah. we didn't have, the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, didn't have things like rent and, and, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, we we didn't really have any responsibilities to be honest at that point, so it was just, it was a perfect time to save. Um, and then so yeah, it was about to be honest, it was only about a year that it took. Um, and then, I mean, I would admit that the countries that we we chose were sort of the ones that we knew would be more financially viable, viable yeah. you know, to actually stay in. Um, things like, you know, Thailand is quite expensive to get to, but once you're there, it's... It's not expensive to stay there. No, yeah. exactly, yeah. So I actually remember we, uh, we were having, like, conversations towards the end of 2015. I think we'd only, like, met once at that point. We were mm-hmm. talking about maybe working on something. Yeah. And then I, I messaged you in February 2016. I was like, oh, do you fancy meeting up? And it was like, and mm-hmm. you just dropped this bombshell of, I'm actually away for nine months, dude. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, man. But, um, so... Uh, when when did you set off? Was it about March time? March? No, it was, it was. I think it must have been around the, around Let, the time you messaged me. Actually, li- li- like literally, February, like literally, the day as after. I was getting on the plane, you we were like, "Oh no, <laughs> I've been hard." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first destination you went to was Canada. Yes. And uh, is it fair to say that there was uh, turbulence in trying to get into the country <laughs> to start with? Uh, start as you mean to go on, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so I think it was. 
our fault i think but we we basically filled in so they give you these kind of uh forms uh to get into the country uh, customs forms i guess yeah. uh and one of the questions was uh oh you bringing are you bringing ten thousand or more in cash into the country and we were like well I guess we have that like combined in our bank account. So I guess, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously that was the wrong answer. Because <laughs> uh, uh, when the customs guy saw the form, he was like, right, uh, to this room, please. And we basically got interrogated for a good like 45 minutes, an hour. Uh, until they realized that we'd actually made a mistake on the form. Yeah. And they were like, it was like questions like, what are you doing in the country? Like, you know, uh, are you you know, you're doing something dodgy with his money. It's like, why is it, why you got 10,000 in cash? Like, um, where, where is that 10,000 in cash? Yeah. <laughs> Your bags are kind of small. Uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it was just, it, it, it probably was our fault, but it was just a terrible like experience. Like, it yeah. has been apparently a thing for like a, a lot of people said this without getting yeah, into Canada, Canada anyway. Quite a, yeah, it's quite a, uh, process trying to get in there yeah. even even from just going over the border from the united states yes. and that apparently yeah. i've heard so yeah i don't think it's um abnormal what he's experienced but was was that probably one of the most strenuous stressful 45 <laughs> hour well, time periods of your life yeah and and it was just like it was our first yeah it was like literally our first day of traveling oh, yeah. and we were <laughs> and uh we thought we were going to be sent home basically mm-hmm. um and we're like, oh, that was good then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, what what city? Sorry, did you fly into uh, in the Canada? Um, it was, I think it was like Inverness to Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah. So um, you come out of the airport. Uh, where, where do you go from there? Um, we stayed with uh, some of Sean's family. Um, they're originally from South Africa, but mm-hmm. they moved to Canada. So we stayed with them for about a month, just to kind of settle settle us into like a new country. Um, and just like living away from home for the first time, I guess. Um, and then we went off and moved on to some of like uh, our first hostels and things like that. Um, Canada was probably a good choice, I think, for our first country because it was kind of it was different, but at least some things were familiar, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like the language. Yeah, it was like it was like a, it was like a good transitional period. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, it kind of prepared us for like what was to come with like the the more. Uh, I guess uh, challenging yeah, <laughs> countries yeah, yeah. and things like that. So yeah, uh, did you, I take it you met a lot of like people in the hostels? Did you get to speaking to any of them? Yeah, um, yeah. You, oh, it's not to sound like the stereotypical like oh, do a traveler, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, you do. You do meet a lot of people. Um, not you know, not always. You know, most of them are absolutely great. Yeah. Uh, you meet the odd. Well, well, that's with anything, I suppose. You meet the more the you meet the odd like you know person you don't really want to see again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and and it kind of with, with traveling a lot of the time we we notice you don't really have to look for things to do. There'll be people that'll be like, "Oh, hey, do you want to come along and do this with us?" And you know, a lot of that was just kind of, um, yeah, we just kind of went with the flow, <laughs> not yeah. to sound too like you know. Too cliche. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long did you spend in Canada for? Was it? I think was it about maybe a couple months. Uh, I think it was three months actually yeah. on the on the dot. Yeah. Did and you then, enjoy it? Yeah, it it was really good. I'd love to to go uh, back. Yeah, to go back, take my girlfriend and things like mm-hmm. that. I would say. Um, did you get to do anything that um, 
don't want to use the word touristy, but like, did you get to go any like, uh, you know, tourist spots or anything? Um, I would say, um, no, we. I mean, we went to Whistler, which is arguably touristy. Mm-hmm. We didn't ski or anything. We kind of got there and realized that unless you are skiing, there's not really much to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like, okay, that's cool, mountain. That would be cool to ski down if we had yeah, skis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could just imagine it in our yeah. heads, <laughs> <laughs> just sitting at the bottom. Um, but. I would say that was probably the most touristy place we went. We went like white water rafting and things, but it it wasn't anything too well known. Um, I think me and Sean both agreed that. Um, well, we're, I guess in kind of like hipster thinking, we were like, "Oh, we're not doing going to do the touristy stuff," yeah, you know. You wanted to kind of uh, <laughs> go a bit unorthodox. Yeah, it? like would off the beaten path say, a little bit. Um, would, would, it, would it be fair to say like the, the travels and that were to like? Not just to enjoy yourselves and before studying and working that, but also to kind of add to you both your kind of creative thinking in that. Because they say that uh, travel and like we've talked yeah. about the opening of the mind in that. I'd imagine travel's a uh, a good organic way of doing that because you yeah. get to meet and see different cultures and meet new people. Uh, yeah, just uh, even like just growing in general, I would say as like a person, and you guess like going from. Uh, I guess like a kid to an adult again not yeah. trying to sound too cliche but like but it's the truth though right because yeah. we're both what 17 18 when you uh, yeah both, on this? both 18 yeah so um yeah looking back on it now I guess we were quite young <laughs> but, yeah time flies um, man yeah um but I definitely say I, I I changed a lot from I didn't realize it at first but uh, yeah seeing a lot of stuff just seeing stuff just yeah changes you so your yeah. your outlook so yeah. So, had you already made your mind up the next country you were going to go to after Canada? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we kind of had a general layout. We were like, yeah, Canada, and then just South America. Yeah, because it went Canada, Brazil, and then you cross borders to Bolivia for a little. Well, I say cross borders. That sounds like a bit of like, a, <laughs> like an action film. Like they crossed borders. Yeah. You know? Like you went to Bolivia for a bit to see something there, and then you ended up in Thailand, and then came back. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, sorry yeah brazil and then we went basically uh west just basically all along to peru we were going to go to argentina but it was kind of in the end out of our way so um but it's not one of those things where you kind of go country to country and you're like oh it's all the same but like every single country had its very specific sort of culture i would say so time comes up in canada yeah and you decide to go to brazil Mm mm-hmm uh, what's the the travel like from Canada to Brazil? I take it it's a lot less stressful than the original journey from uh, yeah. the UK to uh, Canada within itself. But I would imagine that this is where there's a bit of an eye opening period of the difference in culture and yeah. uh, the what part of Brazil did you go to? Was it Rio? Oh uh, yeah, we, we started in Rio, and this was actually around the time of the Olympics. Oh right, yeah, 2016. Well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when we were there, they were like building the whole stadium and everything. Um, but yeah, Rio, well, we'd both been trying to, uh, like learn a little bit of Portuguese mm-hmm. uh, before we went. Cause you know, for survival and things like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. especially with like how, uh, I've watched like documentaries on how like, like Rio can be a really dangerous yes. place, you know? Yeah. Um, like I think there's, there's quite constant mugging in that over there, uh, over in, in Rio and stuff. And obviously there's, you know, the, the favelas and, and, and that. And, yeah. You know, crowds can get a bit rowdy and, yeah. and all that. If you take the, you know, wrong 
turn, I suppose, it yeah. would, probably wouldn't end the best of ways. Was that, I take it that was you and you and Sean's thinking, though, obviously, before... It was, yeah, it definitely was at the start. Um, but we noticed, like, um, a lot of... Well, apparently, a lot of the favelas had been, quote-unquote, cleared out, and by any means, I, I by what means, I don't know, um, and, I guess, made safer. But um, we did actually go to a sort of favela party nervously one night and uh, was, was this uh <laughs> i've been there nervously yeah <laughs> sweat intensifies yeah. <laughs> uh would this be this was this would it, i remember you saying to me on rambling on because we did discuss this a little bit on, yeah, on that yeah. back in the day i remember you saying that you went to uh, a Bra- was it a brazilian jiu-jitsu party Oh yeah, because nothing says happy birthday like getting yourself caught in a knee bar, right? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there was. <laughs> to be honest, I'd completely forgotten about that. <laughs> Sorry to bring uh, up bad no. memories. <laughs> yeah. So when we first got there, uh, we were staying with uh, this is website called Workaway. Uh, no sponsorships. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that basically you just you work for someone and you basically work for your your keep oh, uh, right, so you okay. just stay in their house um which is a really good again transition because the guy we were staying with was actually a swedish guy but he spoke fluent portuguese but also fluent english so that was really good um and he was kind of teaching us a few things before sorry yeah when we first got there we were on the outskirts of rio and he was teaching us a few things before he we went actually into the middle of it but the sorry the jujitsu party um it was his son i believe um mm. and we he was like oh do you want to go to my son's birthday party just to hang around he, his son was like uh <laughs> like eight i guess and basically we were it was just consisted of me and sean going into this sort of like um i guess community hall yeah and basically just watching these kids fight each other. Were they all wearing, like, the geese and stuff like that? Um, I think some of them, at least. Uh, But it was actually really quite violent. Uh, Like, we were both watching it, like... And, uh, yeah, then we got our uh, party bags to take home, so... Yeah. You got party bags <laughs> yeah. again. Like it was, it was, it was great. I, I mean, I, I think like Brazilian jiu jitsu is a good thing for people to learn in that. But like for a kids' party, it's I like know. You, you know, like fancy dress would have been enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was an interesting introduction to a uh, Brazilian birthday party. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, I take it the favela party that you went to was a, a different. That was different yeah. So time. that was once we got into Rio. Uh, we met a couple of people in the hostel, and we'd. Uh, basically be invited to uh it was like a professional dance group funnily enough and we'd we were just kind of going up from our hostel into these favelas and stuff and yeah it was just full of people basically dancing we were, we were a bit nervous when we first got there uh you know like oh foreigners you know yeah. <laughs> like uh, us yeah you know us being foreigners um and but no once we were there for a while it was kind of like relaxed and everything it was just you, you just thought it was like a normal you know just normal people just trying to have mm. fun and stuff so yeah so I, I take it you were working throughout your time in brazil to to keep the um, the flow of being able to be in hostels and stuff like that going that was our only one actually oh, right, that okay. was our only one and then brazil was fairly cheap as well so mm. we were like we kind of did our calculations and stuff and realized we probably have enough money to last the rest of the travels without uh, doing yeah. any like work and stuff like that so 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 what was the um the purpose of going to bolivia i remember you just went there uh briefly um 
I think it was kind of a thing of like, oh, we're down here anyway. We might oh, as well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. might as well like go across uh, and see some some got of the other spare place. five minutes. Uh, yeah, fancy you know, go across and burn us to Bolivia. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the main thing we wanted to go. It was basically on the way to Peru. Uh, we wanted to go to Peru, so mm-hmm. um, we just kind of went through Bolivia and uh, we stayed there for about a week um, in a place called La Paz. Uh, which in English remember, means the peace. I remember some of the photos you took, the landscape there. It's crazy. It's truly breathtaking, mate. It um, really is. And it's it's actually weird. Uh, so, like, economically, so, you know, in our, you know, in our country, generally, you got the more expensive houses and things, like, high up on top of hills, uh, and then, like, with, like, nice views and everything. In this place, it was completely opposite. So everything in the center was like the ri- the I guess the richer part and everything was just slowly being built around it and around it further and further and that was kind of like I guess like the Bolivian favelas version of favelas and um, it was just interesting it was like the complete opposite of what we were used to in this country but um, so they arguably had the, the sort of the better location and yeah. like views and things like that um, but yeah that was a very interesting place I have to say yeah. Did, did you just make it to Peru? I, I, I think I remember. Yeah. You, yeah, you did make it to Peru. How how was Peru then? Um, Peru was a lot more touristy. Uh, yeah, because yeah, um, it was a lot more a lot more structured for tourists to come. Yeah, in, definitely, uh, definitely. Like, um, sorry, not the whole of Peru. It was mainly Cusco that we went to, which is where you start off if you want to go to like Machu Picchu. So uh, obviously that like attracts a lot of tourists and things like that, um, and. Um. Yeah, we we stayed there for a little bit. We wanted to do Machu Picchu, but we were kind of like, <laughs> we didn't realize you had to book like eight months in advance or something like that, which is actually insane. Oh, um, yeah. Is that just because there's such a big waiting list yes, for it? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you really have to know if you want to do it. Uh, like a year beforehand, I would say. Um. But yeah, that that concluded our uh, South American journeys. Was in Peru. So I think you went back to Brazil. Did you just go all the way back to Brazil, or, and then through flew from Brazil yeah. to Thailand? So what kind of uh, just before we wrap up the kind of Brazil section, mm-hmm. um, like what what kind of main things did you take away from that country? The people are like extremely friendly mm-hmm. and like real. Like we didn't experience any like fakeness uh, or anything like that, and. Um, and we 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 both weren't the best at Portuguese. We knew enough to get us by, but when we couldn't speak, um, there was always there someone there to actually help us out yeah. and things like that. It was really nice. Uh, we met some really like good friends there. So yeah, the Brazilians seem like very passionate people. They definitely like, are, especially from like sports that I've watched over the years, where they have like um, you know a, a a part in the the tournament or like an individual sport, like yeah. the. the, the the fans that I see, like they seem like uh, a really uh, passionate nation, a really proud uh, nation. Yeah, no, definitely, they're very, very proud. Um, and <laughs> something I did notice as well is like the two really passionate sort of things are dancing and football. Mm-hmm. Like both men and women are extremely. And passionate it's crazy because like you see like a lot of like old videos and you know videos from the brazilian football team of all time and they all kind of like do dance to celebrations yeah it kind of goes hand in hand yeah it's like intertwined in like Mm -hmm. the the culture almost i feel like when we were there and i think i think they're they're great at at getting behind um 
you know, most people that become like these big sports stars from Brazil, whether it's you know in like UFC or in football or or whatever that they're from, mm-hmm. like it usually nine times out of ten they tend to be from the favelas and stuff like that. And, exactly, and it, yeah. it, it, it gives like the whole community and the the whole country like a, a great sense of inspiration because yeah. it's people that relate it to them from yes. where they grew up in that. So yeah, I, I rate it, mate. I think I think it's a it's definitely. A good place. Obviously, there is extreme parts of it and that, but that's the same with pretty much every country, yeah, exactly. really. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Brazil to Thailand. How did that go? Is, is this um, where does that go in the list of stressful journeys? Canada's <laughs> obviously UK to Canada's up here. That, that's yeah, that remains at the top. Yeah. That's just like yeah. in, in solid iron at the top. That's not getting budged. It's any, already been engraved anytime soon. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, no, Brazil to Thailand, I think at this point we're just kind of like, oh, you know, it's another flight, another long flight. Um, and then, uh, you know, we try and research a little bit of the country before we go there. Um, and we, we'd we heard uh, about like tuk-tuks and stuff like that, like the little, basically the little taxi cars that they have there. Um, they're sort of, uh, made for tourists I would say more than the locals uh, and when we first land kind of like landed in Thailand that was one of the first things we saw was like uh, just basically loads of different people rushing to you to get you in there in, into their tuk uh, tuk I think I'm pronouncing that okay uh, but um, that was one of the first things that we heard like it's it's like a weird infamous thing about Thailand is these little cars <laughs> but yeah um but apart from that, I'd say it was nice and basically straightforward to get to Thailand from Brazil. Yeah, was it? Um, oh, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank here, but I was I was going to say in terms of uh, the flights, how, how were the flights like? Was were they were they all just like normal or that, or was there any kind of uh, any kind of difference between? Because you, obviously you're kind of edging across the globe at this point because you start in the UK and then yeah. you go to Canada. And then from Canada to South America, from South America to Asia. Yeah. Um, I would say, to be honest, the quality is honestly probably the same. Yeah. I, I noticed all the way through, they're really quite good. Um, I noticed them when we did get into, uh, it was this was Bangkok Airport. Um, I don't know if this was just an off day for them, but we walked in and basically no one was there to check us like at all and... I just thought it just felt there was like no, especially compared to Canada, I guess yeah, yeah. it just felt that there was like little to no security. We were just like, Oh, we're in Thailand. Yeah, here yeah. we are. <laughs> you know? like, well, we're here. Yeah. Uh, no 45 yeah. minute interrogation. This no, time. Yes, that, that was, that was a, that was a plus. I mean, I suppose it would have been even if, like to put a positive spin in the whole Canada thing. It, Probably the best place it could have happened to you, though, because at least, like, <laughs> they, you know, you speak the same language. Yeah, like, exactly. I think, like, if they were trying been... to interrogate you in, in native tongues, you had no idea what they were going yeah. on about. It definitely would have, you, you probably wouldn't be on this podcast right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no. So, uh, so what was the, uh, the thought process of going to Thailand? What was it? Uh, why was that on the, uh, the list? Um, I'm honestly, that was kind of one of the countries that were just kind of like, yeah. You know, we'll go there. Like, if we're well, we kind of looked um, at countries in Asia in general yeah, at yeah. first because it, it seems to be like a lot of like culture, right? Like, you went obviously uh, excluding here, but to North America, 
And then from North to South America, I would imagine, yeah. was a massive culture change. Yes. And then yeah. from South America to Asia, I would imagine, was oh, also yeah. a culture change. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and uh, to be honest, a, a massive part of our decision was kind of how easy it was to stay in the country. A lot of the countries, Japan, I think, is a lot harder to stay uh, for a long period of time because of visas. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. And uh, I think Thailand was the easiest. Um, you could stay there for two months. Uh, do you just get easily get a two month visa and that was it so that was perfect for us um so that that was probably our main uh thing in the end just just ease um but then we found out that yeah just thailand is just an amazing place really i remember you saying to me uh that the hostel was like really really uh affordable in terms of yeah uh, like you were barely spending any money by, by yeah. staying them and uh, staying in the hostels and, and so forth affordable is like almost like an understatement like it was obviously the you know the currency is different as yeah, well so exchange it's going to seem a lot cheaper to us anyway because the pound well the pound at the time before yeah. brexit <laughs> um that's mental that's all, like we were talking about this on the last podcast in 2016 yeah and it's only just been sorted know, out you know, know. <laughs> procrastinate was that yeah. uh but um yeah and it was i think if I remember correctly, it was like two pound a night. So it was, I'm not going to say it was five star or anything, but like it was a place to sleep. Yeah. And, you know, with people basically, you know, a secure place to sleep. Uh, so it was crazy. That was definitely the, uh, the most affordable place we stayed in. Which, which we <laughs> always, time. which is priceless, right? Like we yeah. always, even though you probably, sometimes you don't realize it because it's, um, something that you know is part of you know nature especially in uh you know not nature but a, a part of you know you're kind of set up in, in this country most of the time yeah uh you take that for granted a little bit so no, I, th- I think you know definitely. you kind of puts it into perspective when uh you see something affordable halfway across the world but it like you said it's a you know a roof over your head and, yeah and secure place to sleep right exactly that's enough yeah is it is it like um with the streets and that, and there's like loads of like mopeds and that going about. Is it is, it, is that an accurate uh, yeah. representation of what like the streets look like and stuff like that? Especially in uh, Chiang Mai, which is our was our second location in um, Thailand after Bangkok. Um, which so we took a night train from Bangkok to Chiang Mai, uh, which was a surreal experience on its own. So there's basically a train with like two bunk beds on e- either side with these rotating fans at the top with really dim lighting uh and i yeah it was just really surreal and just i think it was a very very old train uh (laughs) and uh needless to say we didn't get a great night's sleep uh going there but uh anyway so once we got to thailand yeah sorry to chiang mai um there was it was made it it, this was more of like a tour uh touristy place as well i would say like uh more tourist flocks to this place um and it's super easy to get a moped in Thailand, even if you don't have a, I didn't have a driving license at the time or a bike license. And basically as long as you have a passport, you can rent a moped. So here's, uh, so that's the security kind of thing coming into play again, right? Yeah. So, um, 
fast forward to me and Sean basically going to rent out a moped each and having no idea how one works. And you can just join traffic and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, thankfully, they do drive on the left in Thailand, oh, right, so at right. least there was sort of some familiarity. Yeah. Even though you've never driven a moped or on the road in your own country. I know. Um, so, uh, and then, yeah, so we, we did that. Uh, we we uh, rode along with our friend, um Cuba, his name was, and uh, basically it was our first real sense of, I guess, <laughs> freedom on the road, yeah, uh, just yeah. riding in our vests on a moped. Not uh, like, many people's first driving lesson being halfway across the world by no, themselves. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I didn't even think of it like that. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. That's that. That's the first. Um, but there is a story sort of with that moped. Um, so. Uh, you know, you, you may have heard rumors and thing and and stories of tourists and stuff getting caught up like with Thai police and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that did happen to me, unfortunately, was uh, I saw so I parked my moped straight outside our hostel. It was on a double yellow line, or at least the Thai equivalent of that. Um, and um, basically, I guess an opportunist uh, police officer. Uh, I mean, I. Arguably, yes, I was breaking the law. I was only there for five <laughs> minutes, but um, he basically clamps my wheel, uh, so I have to get the the my hostel to phone the Thai police to come and take off. And so a, a, a policeman comes along, and uh, he basically says, "Okay, you need to come to the police station with me to pay this fine." And I was just like, "Oh no." This isn't good at all. And yeah. <laughs> Sean at this time is still in the hostel, I think, like, just in one of the bedrooms. I'm yeah, like, yeah. damn, Sean doesn't even know no. I'm about to go to a Thai police station. <laughs> um, Did you think in a way that, like, it could have been, because obviously you're, you're not too familiar with, like, the authorities and that over there, do you think um, there was a part of you that had a bit of anxiety that it wasn't just to pay a fine, that they would maybe, like, definitely keep you in there? And You know what I mean? Yeah, and I... I it's probably, I guess, partly ignorance on my part, but also it, it's just what you hear, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, if, yeah. if that's what you've heard. Especially um, when you're not too familiar with the place. Yeah. Right? You don't even know what the procedures are or, yeah. or whatnot, <laughs> you know? So. Um, so obviously my first, like, kind of irrational thought was, oh, great, Thai prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, basically... Uh, he basically just drove me down the road a little bit. I followed him on the moped. He pulled over. <laughs> so you had to follow him. I had to police. follow him, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was obviously a trustworthy criminal. I, I, yeah, I know, I know, right? Like, the security, I mean, the security is not looking good for this country. Yeah, at the I was moment, handcuffed but. to the bike, no. Uh, but, no, we basically, yeah, drove down the road a little bit, and he pulled over literally about 15 seconds later. He was like, hmm, you know, it's a little bit busy today. If you just give me this amount of money, I'll, I'll let you go. Oh, wow, and I was like, what? oh, okay you know what, I'll take that. And it was, I think, 800 baht, which I think at the time is like, uh, so it's 16 pound, I think. Mm. So it's not a lot. Yeah. Uh, I bet you breathed a huge sigh of relief though yes, when that happened. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> oh man. Some, some scrapes that you just had to go through your times yeah. away. <laughs> so, Definitely. So you, you finished your time in Thailand, right? I take it there was also parts where you just got to do things that, that didn't necessarily end up with you having to follow a police officer yeah, just yeah, to there, pay there a was, fine, <laughs> there was pay some a fine in the middle of the street <laughs> yeah uh, you're like, can you remember the last day in Thailand can you remember the period of the last day of Thailand and then getting on a plane that 
did you come straight back from Thailand to the UK or did you have to like go uh, back to somewhere to then fly to the United Kingdom? Um, so this was, so I, I think during about the last month of Thailand, me and my uh, current girlfriend, Anna, we decided to kind of, I was going to meet her in Norway. So at least oh, she yeah, could no, experience a little bit yeah, of traveling because mm-hmm. she just finished uh, school herself. Um and so that was kind of made where me and Sean would have parted ways Please. was the last day. Um, so, yeah, I think he it was just a straight flight back to the UK for him. Uh, for me, it was just, yeah. Did, uh, you, Oslo, uh, so. did you and Sean reflect on, like, the whole kind of experience? Just yeah. Parted away? I'm not trying to make it sound like the end of a movie, you know, no. where people separate <laughs> and, they, and there's, like, credits and stuff like that. Credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it was kind of a weird one, actually, because... Um, so we, we basically yeah travelled to the Thai airport um, Sean kind of it was kind of like a quick oh yeah goodbye you know it was I'm glad we did this mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> and it was kind of like another a month until I saw him again or something yeah, like that so you were in Norway with yeah, your girlfriend and that yeah so it was a weird one so for me it was like the enjoyment of being uh, back with my girlfriend and also reflecting on it and then obviously I guess Sean was reflecting on it like back in the UK yeah, and, yeah, yeah. like individually and then we came back and then we were just like damn there was like a, like, a couple of like really messed up moments, moments during yeah, that yeah, yeah. but it was like mostly like just yeah so really good. just amazing yeah. so was it, it was about nine months you were away for in total yeah yeah I mean, that's a long months. time to be away from like your, your friends and family and stuff <laughs> like that as well right but um I guess the kind of question I want to ask to kind of uh wrap up that whole experience for, mm-hmm. for you I'll probably ask Sean the same when I yeah. uh, speak to him uh, like what what did that experience do for you what did you take away from that experience that's benefited you going forward um, I think I mean I, I don't think it's just the experience itself but I think during the time I was listening to you know Alan Watts as well mm-hmm. while I was travelling which helped a bit yeah, he was he was big on travelling right yeah yeah um, and I, th- I would say it just made me kind of realized that I, I saw a lot of like problems these countries are having and stuff like that while I was there as well and I realized a lot of the problems we think we have here and stuff is like very like minimal yeah compared very, to theirs very and first world yeah kind of problems yeah. and I just again that sounds kind of cliche I guess but like it kind of I, I guess chilled me out a little bit about some of the problems that we we do have here um and just like you know I don't know. It's hard to put into words, but um, I just felt lucky, basically. Did did it make you reconsider what you viewed as stress? Yeah, definitely. I think the threshold went up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I was. I would say that's pretty much summed up. It's it's really hard to sum just such a massive... Was it... uh, I take it was well worth it, though. It was a a positive, it wasn't a negative. I've done it like because even even though like you had these times of when, uh, you know, you were getting interrogated and uh, you know going to the favela party and being nervous about that and having to follow the, follow the policeman <laughs> on the moped, which I still can't get my head around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know it's just, uh, but uh, like like even that, if you could view them as negatives at the time, you can still come back and look back on them positively and have a laugh and that. About yeah, they make too. pretty good anecdotes and, now, yeah, I have yeah. to say. And also have, like, these inspirational times of all the people that you met and all the places you got to see and all yeah. the cultures you got to experience. Yeah. So I, d- I think it was definitely well worth it, mate. You know, yeah. I feel like if I'd, if I'd been a bit younger and a bit more uh, open-minded, I probably would have tried to 
do something similar yeah. myself. So yeah, but um, there's still still time. I don't want to say. Well, yeah, no. I mean, well, at the moment it's pretty much impossible. Well, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah there's you know, nothing you can do right now. D- d- down the line, uh, right? So y- you come back, mate, and uh, uh, like you said, this was a, a time where you were saying we're going to be studying and working, so we want to get this in. So it's, it's fair to say that the. I don't want to say that the band splits up or anything, but you, <laughs> you start pursuing like your own uh, different avenues, like yeah. the, you know the 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 three shades. Uh, I wouldn't say I don't want to say it came to an end because that makes it sound like something bad happened. Yeah. But, um. Obviously, like you know, you you live uh, down south a bit now. Yeah, Sean, like three hours yeah, away. Sean's, yeah, Sean's uh, like the opposite way. Yeah, like in Inverness, Norbert, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you've all started kind of pursuing your own different projects and. And, and one thing that you you took up was uh, was digital art, which you were all already kind of involved in. But uh, you you made your own kind of uh, business page for it, and and that can you t- touch on that a little bit? And and you know I, I believe it was it originally for like tattoo ideas, and, yeah. and portraits and stuff like yeah. that. Um, uh, not to go back onto the previous subject again, but yeah, it kind of started during the travels. Um, it was kind of just to have something to do on like on the you know on the downtime. Um, and I, I kind of, so it was like, you know, I just put on Facebook, I'll just design some tattoos, uh, for free if you want. Like, like a couple of my friends, uh, basically, uh, requested me, f- uh, to do some, uh, and it was just a really good thing to do, uh, while I was traveling. And then basically it just, yeah, it evolved into just basically a general art. Um, that's kind of my, <laughs> the, the whole pencil child thing is my general, um, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, I guess business name. Yeah, uh, yeah. not the mo- most professional business name, but um, well, people relate to people relate to uh, oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, you know, nor- normal, not normal, but you know, uh, yeah, relate- it's more relatable. approachable. Yeah, approachable. Yeah. yeah, it's more relatable. But if it was something like uh, glamourpencildrawings.com, <laughs> people would probably be a bit intimidated. Yeah, you know what I mean? something in Latin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, my pencil chav just for my love of art and techno. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would imagine like the, the tattoo designing, uh, say industry or uh, line line of work. I'd imagine that's quite pretty popular because I, I know lots, especially like young people coming out of school and that are always interested in getting tattoos and that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it was just kind of a case of like, oh, you know, uh, I think a couple of people were like, oh, you know, if he's offering it for free, you know, I might as well. I know, you know, I was perfectly happy to do that. Um, I know a couple of people have actually got them now, which is really cool to see yeah, like, my yeah. art on someone uh, and, and things like that. So um, that's quite crazy when you think about it, that your, your uh, you know, your kind of image from your brain yeah. that you've transferred onto a paper is now on someone's on body someone's for skin. life. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It really does feel crazy. Um, and then, yeah, basically it's just evolved into more digital art now. Um, and that just came from, I just had this overlooming feeling when I was doing all this traditional art that I was just like, damn, like, I feel like this, I'm not saying anyone who does traditional art, like the time has passed, but it just almost felt like I wanted to kind of future-proof myself and start doing the digital stuff. Um, and it's all transferable. It's the exact same. You yeah. just don't use a pencil. You use a, you know, a, a Wacom tablet and a... Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's all the same, really. But Yeah, but it's definitely the way that the world's going, right? It, it seems to be, yeah. Um, so so where, can, where can they find 
pencil chav do you do you know the app for it i think it is it at pencil is it just at pencil i think chav? it is yeah it's just at pencil chav like no underscores or yeah. anything uh it's instagram's the main place uh plug yeah, <laughs> but, feel, yeah. feel free to plug the yeah the Insta- but, uh, is, is it just pe- pencil chav on instagram as yeah, well Yeah, pencil chav just all lowercase uh at pencil chav yeah and that's Sweet. just my art page but um so people can come to you if they want like a portrait. Yeah, exactly. Do you still do the tattoo design yeah, thing as uh, well? Yeah, yeah. Commissions are open and things like that. So, um, yeah. Sweet, uh, feel dude. free to send me a message. Yeah, <laughs> we'll try. We'll try and send people your way, man. <laughs> Thank uh, you. So after you came back, we we, we actually uh, we actually did work on a bit of a project, right? If we can if we can call it that. <laughs> I thought I thought we'd reminisce a little bit about. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I know we're kind of coming towards the end of our time in that, but. Uh, not our time isn't like we're still going to be alive. I just mean I just mean <laughs> recording doom. Re- recording time on said <laughs> podcast. But uh, uh, so I remember on the uh, so we met again. We did the uh, rambling on episode, right? And yeah, and we were talking because uh, this is how humble beginnings this podcast was. <laughs> we had to pause because we were scared that the laptop was going to overheat. <laughs> And then as we paused it and waited for it to cool down, we yeah. went to the co-op to get like donuts and then came and recorded like a second part of it. But I remember um, like we were having like, you know, we were conversing uh, during the intermission of the, of the, the uh, podcast and uh, we, were sitting, we were sitting there eating like a sandwich or something. We were talking back and forth and uh, we were like, I remember you bringing up like, you know, oh, like my, my voice always sounds like really rich on these type of things. And we were just having like a bit of a joke back and forth and like <laughs> saying, if you're a superhero, your, your name would be Audiobook Man, right? Yeah. Because it's quite a clear, crisp tone. Yeah. Um, and then was it someone that you knew had maybe listened to that and actually drew yeah. you as Audiobook yeah. Man? Uh, they listened to it and I'd, I'd been telling them about it as well. And like, uh, it was someone from work, uh, Steph, shout out, um, <laughs> that did this really cool piece of art. Um, basically just a superhero with because yeah, it's like a your, mic your and a face and it's yeah like in a, like it's a really good suit. no it was yeah it was absolutely amazing mate i remember seeing it and i was like you know that's crazy that just something that we you know we were just having a mess about we've actually looked really good and we were yeah. kind of trying to think of something to come up with to do a project on anyway and yeah i remember we we spoke about it and um our, our friend scott that was also helping us out with it and that yeah um we're like we're gonna we're gonna make a go of this and just see where it goes and we actually uh, written recorded one episode and uh, it got animated a little bit. It didn't actually make it to air of that and I think it's a, it's a bit late now because there was a lot of going back to Brexit for a second. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of like Brexit talk in it and I was just thinking I was like like well that's one thing like you know Christmas was like a bit of a bad time for everyone because there was yeah. the, the five days of. Christmas got took away and all that, yeah. And then Boris came out with the the whole, uh, you know, you know, fish on Christmas Eve, you know, Brexit's done and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about Tier Four, but here we go. There's yeah. one thing that we've not dealt with properly done. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking, like, even though I was like, oh, you know, I'm not gonna get to see my family on Christmas and and all this, and you know, New Year's gonna suck and everything. The one thing that stood out in my mind was like. <sighs> no route back for audiobook man now right? like Brexit's done all the jokes they make they gave us five years and we, we messed it up <laughs> yeah. uh, no that was good that was good, it was good times though mate like I remember um, it, it was I think it was worth doing even though maybe necessarily it didn't um, make it all the way as we yeah. intended but I remember some of the last we used to have like writing the script and that about 
having the, the French guy that was actually a secret like Cockney, but he thought it was more acceptable to be French in Scotland than it was English. <laughs> like, all These that. are the three di- dimensional characters <laughs> okay. you need in a script. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, no, that, that was really good times, mate. And we all, we had our own kind of like little wacky storyline on the go. But I, yeah. I, I, do, I did enjoy that. I think it, one of my favourite moments of that was definitely being in um, someone I know, rec- not someone I know, like obviously someone, like a friend of yeah, mine, yeah. recording studio and we recorded all the lines and that. And yeah. it was like, that was a really good laugh. That was a really it? funny day. Yeah. Yeah. A really good day, mate. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe in the future, you know, we might... We might come back to it, probably not. But yeah, I mean, well, it was it was one of those things that, like, because um, I was, I, I think it was at the stage where um, we, we needed to animate it, and then I kind of, I was like, oh, okay, I'll start off the animation, and then I kind of like started it a little bit, and I was like, damn, this is like a massive, yeah, because it was yeah. like I think it was like I guess a twenty minute episode or yeah, something like mm-hmm. that, and I was just like, I, I at the time I was like, I'm not experienced enough for this, that I and I completely over over, I guess estimated myself but like um yeah it was just like i was like damn we need more animators yeah. if we're gonna do this like i'm just like on the phone i was like get the animators where <laughs> yeah, are they yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah mate no it was good it was good time so i, it I, really was, I do yeah. um I, I, I do look back on it with fondness even though it, it like the, the world didn't get to see it maybe it was maybe better the world didn't get to see <laughs> maybe it. who knows, like, who knows? Uh, well we'll never know and maybe that's a good thing so, some <laughs> mysteries are best left unsolved <laughs> yes so before before we go, man, uh, appreciate the time today. By the way, but uh, uh, before like we met and became friends and everything like that, I always remember hearing one story about you, and it was about uh, you getting excluded from school. <laughs> uh, and I just uh, I kind of wanted to talk to you about that for a couple of minutes, just to I remember we've talked about it previously, but I just wanted to see uh, and like you know. Uh, as years have went by, if anything's kind of like changing your mind about it, because uh, I don't know what I'm. I'm just we're going to. Uh, I'll explain it because I don't know what YouTube's terms and policy is at the moment. So I'm <laughs> going to explain it in uh, a hinty way. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what happened is uh, the school that you were attending had uh, got the pupils to fundraise. Yeah. For something uh, like was that a climbing wall or yes, something, something yeah. like that? It was a climbing yeah. wall that they were being able to use at P or like. Uh, <laughs> You know, in, uh, you know, what's the uh, interval or break or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and so they they hit the target for it, and and they built a staff room with it, right? So they they basically conned the entire pupil population, <laughs> yeah. like like some like some evil overlords, and was like, yes, we'll get you a climbing wall, and then like as soon as it was like, ha, new staff room with all the coffee makers. Yeah. So you've seen this, and uh, you're always someone that uh, that. Because I think it's it comes from that whole uh, filmmaker type of thing where you see something and you can't just let it like, not like you can't let it go because it sounds it sounds like you're thinking about it at night but like lives rent free in my head yeah but like, you have like this this part of you that has to kind of uh, show that in a, a way through your kind of yeah, yeah. Um, so so you took a, a an infamous video of a of a, a famous. An, inf- an, German dictator. Yeah, an infamous <laughs> dictator from past um, that a lot of people used and they would uh, rework it was a scene from a film right yeah. and a lot of people would it was basically him going really angry and that and uh, it had lyric, uh, not lyrics subtitles and you could edit the subtitles to whatever yes, you did and, yeah. and you did it in a way of uh, calling them out for what they had done yeah. and they they seen this 
and excluded you from school from it. Which it was, kind of it, it was almost excluded. Uh, it was basically a threat of exclusion um, unless I took it down, mm. uh, and I was crumpled <laughs> basically because it was. I was just like, it's it's probably not worth it. Like just keeping it up and risking more trouble, yeah. but. Yeah, it was basically a threat of exclusion unless I took it down, like basically instantly. So, how did how was, did how did they come about seeing it? Um, I so when I first posted it, um, it did get quite a lot of not like it was not viral or anything, yeah, but like a uh, lot of local attention. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I think it actually, I think a lot of people were actually thinking the same thing and mm. were actually really annoyed about this. Um, and it, it, yeah, not even just the climbing wall, but just gen- the general management um, of like it just, finances in the school just, and things. It just, just the, angered a lot of people. Just the principal, right? Because yeah, you had been conned, right? As yeah. pupils as a school, you had been promised that you were doing this for you, and they took that money, which they put no effort into, and yeah. spent on themselves. Yeah, and they can twist and say that they're uh, their teachers and 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 all that. You know they did do a despicable thing there, and they've yeah. got like you know it doesn't matter who you work for or, or what uh, you know school or whatever you're looking at looking after. You know that, that's what you did. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you, like looking back in it now, if you ha- had that decision again of first of all making the video and posting it, <laughs> and if you could go back now and either uh, keep it up or take it down with the head that you have now, would you? I. I I feel like I know the answer. I could be wrong, but I feel like you would have kept it up because I feel like it's in your personality not to um, not be sent. I wouldn't say. I mean, it was censorship, but not in the way most people see it now. It was. It was a way of you've actually called us out on something that we've actually done, yeah. and we can't have that. I think <laughs> I don't know. Even that was uh, that might have even been the start of my uh, you know my worries. I guess about it, you know it's not a massive issue, but like my worries of like censorship and stuff like that because that is one of my big things now but like yeah I think I probably with my head now I probably would have kept it up yeah especially Mm -hmm. since I feel like like I I still don't know how much of a difference like higher ed like higher education like fifth year and sixth year has actually even made a difference Mm -hmm. uh so like if I could go back now, yeah, I I definitely keep it up. Uh, maybe change some of the wording, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. some of it is just straight like blunt. Yeah, but yeah. Um, to be a little bit more uh, poetic, I guess. <laughs> yeah, more uh, 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 prof- not professional, but you know, but it was no, a bit on the nose. I'll put I'll put it that yeah, way. But like, but yeah. I, I feel like it kind of. I think the reason that it did get so much attention though is, like you said, it related to people how people were feeling, like mm-hmm. that blunt. And angerness was what a lot of pupils were feeling towards yeah. that. Because like we'll, we'll say again, and I'm, I'm not going to be afraid to say it, because I had problems with that school as well when I was leaving, and I'll go into it uh, later down the line on, on this podcast or something uh, like that. But, mm. the, you know, a lot of the, the higher-ups there were definitely in it to help each other out rather than actually benefit pupils in their education and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm not, yeah. not going to say otherwise, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, even though you said it was a bit hard on the nose and stuff like that, I think... It, I think it shows uh, a lot of why older people are, uh, you know, not older people, but more further along in their careers and that are are always trying to demonise young people and, and trying to, to stop them from... Because young people will call stuff out and they will gain attention on force yeah. change in places. And I think yeah. that really does uh, scare people that are causing their own kind of ways <laughs> that benefit them. Yeah. So... I think it was a bit of that. Um, 
the <laughs> when I got called into the office about it, it was it was an interesting conversation. Um, I'm not going to name names, Robin. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but uh, to protect the the, the identities <laughs> of the innocent and guilty and all that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of the people um, was saying, "Oh, you know, it." I actually do personally find it quite funny, but you know, it's some of the stuff you say is kind of ridiculous. And I was just like, "All right, okay." And then someone else was basically, "No, this is not funny at all. Take it down right now, or you're yeah. excluded." Basically, and. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I actually got to their eyes and ears. Like, it, yeah, that's yeah. crazy enough on and, its own. And but yeah, again, it forced that self-reflection on them. Yeah. Like we were saying about uh, at the start of the episode, it forced the reflection. The one that was the angriest was probably the one that was pursuing the idea the most, I would imagine, because yes. it forced that reflection on them. <laughs> yeah. And instead of accepting it and accepting, like, they'd kind of, you know, mugged off a, a bunch of kids that they'd got to do the work for them. They yeah. rejected it and, and threatened and, and stuff like that. Exactly, but, yeah. No, mate, well... Dude, I appreciate your time today, man. It's been really uh, an experience talking again. It's been good to like, yeah, no, actually go down memory lane a little bit yeah, well man. and stuff like that, to be honest. So. Yeah, man. So uh, just uh, we'll plug your uh, Pencil Chav Facebook and Instagram. Uh, t- check for now if you're needing like a tattoo design or a digital portrait, etc., uh, etc. Et yeah, yeah. Get in contact. Uh, great work. Made the podcast art for our channel. I'm um, actually... Uh, maybe going to get in touch about maybe making a profile photo. Um, you know, not in for the immediate future, but like you know, you can take your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get something out. The the podcast art kind of had to be forced through a yeah. little bit because we had like a, a deadline. But no, appreciate your time again today, mate. Always a pleasure always talking all, yeah, to you. So uh, appreciate it, dude. Cheers. Yeah, no worries. This podcast is also available on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify.